Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Dan Excelsior. It is October 13th, Friday the 13th. Uh, Hell yeah. It's with me as always, Dennis. I am Ricky. Uh, well, this week, we are talking about Loki, uh, season two, episode two, and uh, the creator. Little, little surprise there. Is it a surprise? You told me to do it. I wanted to watch it, and I the life happened. Um, I'm at that age where I can like start saying that excuse, and I really mean it. I guess. Like, like it, shit, shit happens when you get older, man. I mean, we watched we watched Morbius in the <laughs> pandemic. All right, that's that's what we did. We did that. <laughs> that was a choice we made, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I'm glad to be doing this on a Friday night. It's it's a it's. It's uh, I'm old enough that I can say that I'd rather be doing this than being out. I'm getting there. I think in like three years I'll be fully there, but yeah. I like to dip my toe into other things on Friday nights as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we're only here for a little while. We're just going to make the most of it. And we're going to talk about uh, all the things that have been uh, we've been nerding out about this week. And, uh, you know, and then as particularly because we are a mostly Marvel podcast, we'll we will we're obli- obligated to talk about loki i guess you know um, yeah contractually we have to talk about loki no no contracts we don't we are not contracted by anybody but other than the we title like to that we gave ourselves you guys, uh, <laughs> anyone out there will will, will show for you. yeah and we clearly have no ambition of ever being a member of sag <laughs> nope <laughs> um, oh well it's hey good. no they got their deal it's uh it's uh no, Wait, I did, no, WGA the, got the deal. Yeah, WGA got their deal. Yeah. But uh, SAG, you know what's surprising to me is that uh, uh, Lauren Michaels must be playing ball somehow because uh, Saturday Night Live comes back tomorrow. Is that? I guess it is scripted. Yeah, it's scripted, man. Yeah. But I'm just not sure how they get around the actor part of it. So unless well, they make, unless one off deals, right? Unless they, you know, unless they, yeah, they did something. They, they could have, they could be playing ball, uh, for for their own their own uh, shirts, you know, instead of worrying about what the networks and stuff get down to. So, um, I'm just excited. Pete Davidson's hosting. I'm pretty excited Your to favorite. see. Favorite. Your... I, I I love me some Pete Davidson. I love me some pretty... Pete Davidson. I love me some Ice Spice. So I am nice. a munch. I ate the munch meal this morning from Duncan. Um, so I'm ready for Saturday. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're not a munch. That's you wouldn't know. I, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not. <laughs> uh, so I know it's been a busy week for you, but what have you been nerding out on? Uh, this week, what have I been nerding out on this week? I I bought a comic. I actually I bought two comics. Um, I bought some graded comics. I got me a new uh, Marvel hip hop one that's not on the wall. I know why I'm pointing. And I got me uh, that guy. Uh, graded i bought a graded copy of that guy you just uh, have an, a blue background i can't tell what anything spider-man is. the spider-man 2099 the oh, first the, first issue um the poster we got it at a the poster we got at the mondo poster yeah that one's pretty cool i still haven't done anything with my x-men one you gotta swap it in you got the you got an x-men one or the wolverine one i got the x-men one 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, uh, Comic Cons, uh, New York Comic Con started today, right? Uh, or did yeah. it start yesterday? Or was uh, it yesterday? It, 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 it might yesterday? yesterday. See, pre read for Comic Con, Comic Con is happening uh, next month. Oh, is it? You I see what they're doing? It. It's so I don't, I didn't check the price, but there is now a legacy tier which gets you uh, year round access to the museum and all the events. And Comic Con tickets, like it's it's a one and done. Um, you mean Comic Con tickets for next year? Yes, they're selling uh, passes at it's it's. I don't know the price. I want to say it's upwards of a of a grand, but you get the museum, whatever the highest tier museum thing is, and uh, and tickets for the next year. Oh my goodness! That's kinda, that's I kind of want that. <laughs> that's kind of. Oh man, is that, how, that's good. It's good, right? It's good. Like Comic Con tickets are three hundred. Is Comic Con stress worth six hundred, seven hundred bucks? Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, it is my absolute favorite place on earth. I'm talking about San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Just to, just to be clear, the Comic. I I have been to New York Comic Con. It's pretty cool Comic Con. It ain't San Diego Comic Con. Um, that is an interesting proposition, Ricky. I will have to sell a kidney, uh, to make sure that happens. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, what about what about any other things nerding out on? Uh, I I finished Murders in the Building, but I think I told we talked about that last week, right? Or he told me on Wednesday, something um, like that. Yeah. Um, that's a great show, and they're I, yeah. they're doing another one. Did Did you finish it? I have not finished okay. it. Okay. Yeah. No spoilers. There's going to be another season. <laughs> I finished The Devil's Plan on Netflix. Sounds like an abortion movie. Whoa. I'm just uh, that it is a Korean game show, uh, like reality game show competition at where it, it, people compete in a series of mind games and puzzles and stuff and betrayal. And they, it starts with oh, okay. the game of, I think yeah, you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. Like every game takes like seven minutes to, to give the rules to. And I'm just like, oh, my God. But yeah, we finished it. It's pretty cool. Um, it, it's nerdy. It's very nerdy. Um, if you're, if you're into solving brain games and stuff like that, check it out. Uh, the characters that are on the show are also really funny and, um, God bless whoever did their, their VO, um, because sometimes they sound so bad and sometimes it's just so good. I can't, I can't, it's a mixed we, bag. We're a, uh, week away from Spider-Man two. Right, the twentieth. Did you yeah. order uh, nineteen inches of venom? I don't have a a disc version of the of. I don't have a disc PS five, so I would never order a a, dis, a disc a disc one. No, no, I have a digital copy on the way. You mean it's all on your hard drive already? <laughs> no, no, it, it's I will get. I will be receiving a digital oh, okay. copy yeah, yeah. in in the near future. So don't worry about it. I will be playing that game. I will be poop socking the crap out of it. I think everybody <laughs> knows. Everybody knows that I have to play Spider-Man. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's I'm just kind of like getting myself ready for it. Like I've been getting the sock uh, ready, mm-hmm. getting getting. I've just are been you, starting. Well, how how poop socky like, are you? Are you are you midnight poop socking? Or are you waking up poop socking? Oh, well, I'll probably beat that game on on the first day. <laughs> I probably beat it on the first day. Maybe not. Maybe maybe it'll take me two days. 
uh, that weekend it will be completed probably. That's just, it's a very high likelihood. Uh, I will be getting my homework done as fast as possible in my, uh, my photography classes uh, next week, just to be clear. Uh, where, that, where are the Spider-Man games better than the Batman games in your opinion? No. Okay. But, but this could change it. They are, they are great Spider-Man games. Um, they are, they are the best Spider-Man games. I will say that. That is okay. what they are. All right. Um, I think the reason they're so good though, is because they lean so heavily into what made Batman successful. You know what I mean? So Batman it's hard. Batman definitely walked for this game to run. Oh, Batman ran for this game <laughs> to try to keep pace. Okay, just to be clear, um, I think I think Batman just does a a better job. Of, What's your favorite Batman of, game? I think that's uh, probably Arkham uh, Arkham Knight. The third one, or I guess yeah. the fourth one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, technically the fourth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably my favorite one. Um, but I like Arkham City a lot also. It's a really great game. Um, I'm an Arkham Asylum guy. So. Arkham Asylum is an excellent game, though. Like, it's just my brain exploded when I went from Arkham Asylum to Arkham Origins because it just becomes like I can go outside now. You know, like it just it just makes <laughs> it just makes it so crazy. Yeah. But but the um but the Spider-Man games are excellent. And I really do. Um, I love I love a lot of things about them. I hope that they're going to address the things that I didn't love in the new one. So, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Like, the puzzles were pretty dumb. Like, the puzzles... Yeah, they were dumb. They were dumb, right? Like, they felt like, come on, Peter Parker's smarter than this. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I'm and that's what I'm saying. Out. Batman Batman just gives you the whole experience. You get to solve mysteries. You get, you get to, like, beat the crap out of people. You get to, like, you know, uh, flirt with Catwoman. So, you just... You just get to do all the things. You drive the tank, you know, like uh, it's just a it's a more comprehensive experience with the Batman games. And Spider-Man's just like just chasing, just really. You just want the spider down. buggy. I want the spider buggy. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um, I think I want the verse, though. I would like more of the verse to, to show up, you know, like and more. Um, see, I think the thing that's missing from the Spider-Man experience is Spider-Man is notoriously the king of the team up. And I just feel like what's always weird about Spider-Man in movies, except for the Marvel, the MCU ones is it's weird to have him exist in isolation. Do well, he doesn't I mean? in the game technically, but I'll, I'll, I touched on my drunk conversation at Comic-Con with someone in their hand at that, in that particular department. Yeah. And there's a part of me that remembers confirming some stuff, and there's a part of me that remembers them not confirming some stuff around that field. So yeah, I am yeah. just as conflicted with you on, in that regard. But I mean, I do appreciate that there, the presence is there for the other, other stuff in that world. Yeah. Um, so it has every opportunity to to be better than the one before it, and and possibly be a better game than any of the Batman ones individually. But mm -hmm. the Batman franchise is just so consistent, and so in like each one tops itself. Batman has the know. best villains. I think that's just like it is. He, he has better villains too. Yeah. Batman, Batman does. I, as much of a Spider-Man fan as I am, uh, Batman's got better villains. Uh, a lot of them are. A lot of them would get super murdered by Spider-Man's villains, though. Um, yeah, they would just like Spider-Man's villains would just obliterate Batman's villains. But it just you know. 
it doesn't make them less interesting. So, uh, last thing I got excited for today, um, for all mankind, I saw the, their new seasons coming out. I think it's their final season. Oh man, that's a good um, show. That's coming back. Apple TV and uh, the Godzilla show, man. I love me some Godzilla, and I love me some Kurt Russell. I'm gonna love me some of that show. Fair enough. I I uh, I am not a big Godzilla fan, so it's hard to get me excited about Godzilla stuff. But Kurt Russell could do it. He could. He could. He's pretty entertaining. Um, what was I gonna say? There was another. There was another nerdy thing that I wanted to talk about. Dude, I think you mentioned it to me before earlier in the week or last week, but I watched footage of RoboCop Rogue City. Oh, the game. Yeah, the demo's out right now. Oh, man. Oh, there's a demo I can just download? I think it's on. I think it's PC only, but there's like a three-hour demo of that game but, out right now. But this game comes out next week. On, on oh, yeah. or not, no, no, not next week, next month. Next yeah, month. It, it, they showed it at the Games Game Con. Awards last year. That's when they got announced. Oh, really? Okay. But they've been leaking footage, and I think the big... It's supposed to be a sequel to... The second movie. Yeah, so two. So the new three. Yeah. And they got Peter. And I think those I are know, the... I know, I know they did. The checkboxes. Oh, I watched I watched about 10, 12 minutes of gameplay footage. All the checkboxes are there, man. It's... <laughs> You can I, shoot people in you the can dick. Shoot people in the dick. <laughs> That's so good. Um, yes. So, as a reminder, we're really, really thankful for all of you that are tuning in to watch us and listen to us talk about things like this. Uh, really appreciate it. If you ever want, you can jump in the comments and also be excited that they shoot people in the dick. Um, yeah, we just want to hear from you. So anyways, yes, I'm super excited for that game. It's. Uh, too many good games this year, man. This might be one of the greatest years of gaming I can remember. It's too many. 2007 all over again. Right. Um, that was Halo 3. That was a good year for me. Never played it. Never played it. Classic. Well, should we uh, get into some news? Sure. That one's definitely going in my segue, uh, my segue uh, <laughs> clip reel, because that was probably the most subdued one ever, and I loved Aww. it. Well, I don't know how to top it. I mean, you didn't play Halo, but did you play with Legos? I did, at occasion. I've been watching Lego Masters. Yeah. All right, so we got a oh, new yeah. 18 plus uh, Lego Avenger Tower, so... Those of you not familiar, familiar, Lego has, it's basically like a black box label. So these are their adults only uh, play sets, usually a little bit more complex. But you're getting a, uh, I don't say full to scale Avenger Tower, but it's their building, whatever building scale they call it, that slots in with the other buildings. You're getting an Avenger Tower of that. It looks like you get a bevy of uh, minifigures of all your favorite MCU characters, even some bad guys. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, this it's thing like, is so freaking amazing. It's pretty I, big. I can't figure out why I love it so much because I don't normally love Lego stuff. Like, like I don't, I don't, not that I don't love them. I just don't, I don't, I, I resist the urge, but man. Oh yeah. You can't I'm go looking, down the Lego hobby. I'm looking at this one and it's like 
it's amazing because it's a building. I guess yeah. I, I never really get to do a lot of Lego buildings, and I really like the idea of Lego buildings because I think this is their, yeah, their third Marvel look one. Good. So they did the Sanctum last year and then the they, Daily they Bugle. The Daily Bugle, right? Yeah. This one's cool, man. I like it a lot. Um, uh, I wonder, are all the other floors, do, do they have stuff on them? Um, Usually with these sets, the back of it, panels pop out. And there's probably about like six to seven floors, and they are they do have stuff in them. Okay, all right. we are building each floor layer by layer. Um, nice, that's cool. All right, so, I like it. I like it. I'll consider so, it. What's it cost? A thousand dollars? This one for this price point, you're looking, or sorry, for this piece count, you're looking at about five to six hundred bucks. Wow, that's Legos, crazy. ladies and gentlemen, appreciate more than gold, or have appreciated more than gold the past twenty that's years. Crazy so, an investment. Crazy. <laughs> Uh, next up, the biggest uh, story of the week uh, came out from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, so the writer strikes over. Stuff starting mm -hmm. to kick back up into production. And with all this, uh, Daredevil. Uh, I forgot the name of the show. Daredevil. Um, Born, Born Again. Born Again. Is apparently getting rewritten. Um, in a sense, they're making it more in line with what the Netflix show was as opposed to the uh, court drama that it apparently was uh, originally in the first, first one of the script. I mean, you're being really nice. Like the headline even <laughs> says daredevil hits reset button as Marvel overhauls its TV business. It fired the directors it and writers. Crapped everybody. Show. They they got a new showrunner. Um, I did not get the name of the showrunner. They fired peeps, dude. Apparently, with the uh, with the last iteration, he did not put on the suit till episode four. Woo! People would be flipping out if he and didn't do that. The the rumor, I guess, the spoilerish take was uh, he had retired being daredevil and he was just going to do law until an uptick of bad acting police officers using the punisher logo uh were committing crimes around the city and that's when he had to put on the suit to correct it oh, and it, i kind of like that premise a lot <laughs> I, I yeah i don't know i mean it, it's 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 not completely they, they kind of did it with the bullseye thing though right yeah, yeah, they did. They kind of did already. So, like, huh. But I think it's crazier. Like, I, I've been seeing videos that have been exposing that, like, it's been because of this this overhaul, this this giant canning they did. Uh, it's been uh, kind of leaking more and more that, like, Marvel has been taking a lot of shortcuts in their TV yes. uh, side lately. They've been not using traditional showrunners for the entire run of a season of something running uh, and gunning certain shows are getting just straight up made to order without a pilot mm -hmm. like they're, they're not making pilots for these shows because they just don't have the time and the and the, the budget so like they're just getting they're just green lighting shows without anything like other than a pitch and stuff like that so um yeah that kind of makes me feel like all our complaints about the last year or so have been pretty validated and it makes me sad. Um, it makes me sad because like, you know, I want, I want them to always be good, but you know what this does remind me of, it reminds me that we're only one really great DC movie away 
from <laughs> lighting a fire under Marvel's ass again. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem right Blue now. Blue Beetle. Dude, it's a pretty good movie. A movie I feel bad. That movie made no money. <laughs> I know. It's a pretty good movie, guys. It is a great movie, yeah. So, it, but we just need one, one to knock it out of the park. One more. And and it's gonna it's gonna go off, and then we might have to change, change the title of the show. Oh, Superman's on on deck, so yeah. Well, I guess James, Aquaman's on deck. And James <laughs> Gunn, yeah, it's gonna be a while. Marvel's got some time, but I'm really happy that they like they drew the line at screwing up Daredevil. You know what I mean? Like they look like Kevin Feige watched this footage that they had and was like, no, no, redo <laughs> it. That is not like too many people now care about Daredevil, right? Like it's he's a thing now, man. Like people associate him I, with badassery. Yeah. Yeah. The show is the show set a really high bar. It's at a high bar for television, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the a bar that all the other sh- shows on Netflix in that same universe could not meet. Like well, a lot of shows even, in general could not. Not even, not even Daredevil season two could meet the bar that season one met. Um, it's pretty funny, like how how high of a bar that that set. And uh, yeah, Stephen S. Tonight, um, who by the way he was a showrunner for uh, Spartacus, and um, he used to work uh, under Joss Whedon and stuff uh, for. Um, I think he was a producer on uh, Angel, but uh, he came out recently with some scathing like. Uh, um, discussions about like the shady practices that disney has to like uh skirt paying full price on on actors and stuff and i guess it's like like you don't you have to pay like only like um x percentage of scale minimum to actors uh for the first three seasons of any tv show but then a a, a bunch of pay bumps kick in on the fourth season mm-hmm. so disney has historically had this like tradition of like cutting or re- rebooting uh, in a re- way rebooting and and so he was steven s tonight was pointing this out as a it just so happens that daredevil made it to three seasons and now here we are with a brand new daredevil show you know what i mean and so they're, and they're still bringing back some of the actors for it but charlie cox doesn't get necessarily get the the pay bump that he would or any of the other people. Steven S. Tonight is not. Well, I mean, he had season of Daredevil. I'll play devil's advocate advocate and say at that point, he's a free agent again. Right. So there money had to have been thrown in some capacity. Yeah. Fair. You know, fair, to fair. lock him down for eight, 18 episodes. Or all of them. I just know, I know that the, 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 the sweetest thing about this show is, how much Vincent D'Onofrio loves being the kingpin. He's a good kingpin. He loves it so much that he was trying to will this into existence for the last few years since they got canceled. You know, like he has wanted this more than anybody, even the fans. And so I'm so happy that he gets to do this character because I truly believe the kingpin is probably one of the best villains in the MCU to date. He really is, and I'm a, I'm glad that he officially is in the MCU now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because uh, there's some weird debate that he wasn't. Um, but yeah, no, he's in there. I guess he always was, right? It's just, it's just they never acknowledge them until Hawkeye, right? Like, yeah, they never really dealt with that that part of crime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, All right, round rounding out the news here. What do we got? Uh, Pulse Premium announced another 1027 day. Uh, 
I know nothing else about this except they did it uh, last year on October 27th. Is it just like another PulseCon thing? It's like a like a it's like 1027 is, is a significant date because it's like I think it's the address of their offices or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But like they choose to like celebrate Hasbro and just take you into like so it PulseCon is like a convention where they like market all their coolest stuff to you yeah. and sh- and show you all the newest stuff coming out, you know, because they don't really they don't really do that as hard at Comic-Con anymore, right? Like they like they started their own convention, like physical convention right Yeah, they the control their new cycle now. Yeah, so now that's what they're doing with PulseCon. Now, excuse me. What 1027 is is just a celebration of Hasbro. So it's really just kind of like taking you on a fun tour of Hasbro's facility and letting you see like the the behind the scenes of how all their products get made and stuff like that and seeing and then they tease you with a few little new pipeline reveals and then they'll like sell you like a couple things, you know, but mm-hmm. it's 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 a mini it's a mini live stream kind of convention, whatever. It's not really a convention. It's really just like come look at our place and see this, the wonderland that is this toy factory. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's pretty crazy though. Like to, to work at, at a toy company as lucrative as Hasbro, that's nuts, dude. You know what I mean? Like think about all the things they're making there that you grew up as a child loving. Like they do. Yeah. Well, I was a Lego kid. So you weren't, you weren't a monopoly kid. I like Monopoly pure. What about Nerf? Well, I guess I do like Nerf. See, there's always. But, I mean, dude. I'm I'm in that freaky Nerf, that homemade, 3D printed, and still unregulated. Still, it had to start somewhere, Ricky. It had maybe to start could somewhere. kill a small child. Nerf. It has to start somewhere. I'm just saying, you know. So it's it's a it's just a really cool place that owns like all of the things. Like you don't have to like everything that Hasbro makes. But I promise you, you like something. You love something. That I like makes. Super Soakers. There you go. All right. There you go. See, it's <laughs> all it took. It's all it's it all took. took. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see more to come from that. Right now, the Giant Man is the, is still kind of the thing there. Is that putting, that you're doing well? It, I hear people doing, say it's not doing well. It's doing fine. It it is actually by all metrics, I have tracked it against uh, every single. Haslab that has come out since um, since Galactus, uh, it is outperforming every single one that failed ever, mm-hmm. and and it is it is performing exactly on par with the GI Joe Sky Striker. Like you put those lines up against each other, and they they you can't see the other one behind it. It's pretty hilarious. That was the last one, right? Oh, the no, the Sky Striker was the last helicopter? two two years ago. No, the Sky Striker was two years ago. It was the it was the three and a quarter scale jet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The his tank was last year, and then this year was the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, the dragonfly. But yeah, the Sky Striker was, I think, the first G.I. Joe Haslab. And uh yeah, it it's it like the, the thing is people get impatient and they and they want to see like drama, the drama of it, but like but like a properly structured like crowdfund campaign like it's really hard to get big numbers in the middle right like the big big numbers come at the beginning and yeah there's a a curve to it and then they come at the end and so 
the the good thing is this one has been steadily increasing every day. There's never been a day where it starts dropping. You know what I mean? So, you know, they're at New York Comic Con right now promoting it. They're showing off all the heads and all that. You know, it's there. It, it's going to happen. Will it get all the heads, uh, the, all the tiers unlocked? Mm, I'm not sure anymore because, like, the rate, the rate's not well, as what's fast. The, as what's the final? It's the, it's the zombie one and then the uh, scroll one. Scroll right? one, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you get the, the faceplates. I don't need I don't need the I don't need the scroll one. Yeah, you get the faceplates regardless. Yeah. So as long as I get the zombie one, I'll be happy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's that's where I'm at. But right now it's on on track to at least get the, the zombie one. So so there you go. Yeah. And I'll and if anybody wants me to come talk about it, I'll show you my numbers. <laughs> we'll I'll bust out it. the charts. I got the charts, guys. I got the charts. Well, we're gonna segue over into the spotlight where we'll talk about a movie <laughs> that uh, may or may not be moving the charts. Sorry. I just blew out everyone's ears with that amazing reaction to your amazing segue. I'm sorry. Well, what, are, what are we Loki or creator first? What do you want to what do you want to talk about? Can we do the creator because I I like Loki? <laughs> so I just saw the creator today. Um, I know. It was I know. earlier this afternoon, and you watched it the, when it came out, right? The day it came out. I watched I watched it the the day before it came out. I went to a special screening. Yeah, the Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I went to a special advanced IMAX screening. Of it, so the creator, uh, it's the latest film by Gareth Edwards. He's known for directing Monsters, uh, Godzilla, and uh, Rogue One's probably oh, a lot of people like Monsters, but Rogue, Rogue One's probably his biggest movie, I would say. Yeah, Rogue One's Rogue One's probably his best movie. I I really yeah. love Rogue One. Um, I love Monsters a lot too. I I don't remember loving the ending of monsters as much as i wanted to but uh rogue one i just i think that movie made me realize that there are people out there responsible directors that are capable of telling a star wars story for me at this time in my in my he life it was the first to uh, first uh solo movie outside of the uh well i guess you count the clone wars movie yeah he had a tall task and he succeeded he did. He really did. And and so, um, but I think, uh, you know, I think this guy is, is good at making good movies. Um, I don't think he's good at making great movies. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, but where, do, where do we even begin? I mean, what, so what the, the premise of the creator, it's uh, basically an AI battle between the, the East is pro AI and the West is anti AI and, there's a uh, immaculate conception of a AI child that uh, it's not an immaculate conception. An immaculate conception of an AI child that is the uh, linchpin to winning the war for either side. You no. can't. You don't. Con- they're not conceived, and it was not conceived immaculately. <laughs> she was. She was. <laughs> she was made by somebody. That happened. Um, it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a movie where for some reason 
some people hate AI and some people like AI. And, uh, and then one time a big explosion happened in LA and certain people decided to blame it on the AI. Um, yeah. But, but, um, yeah. Like Terminator without the time travel. Yeah. You know what? It's also like this show called Humans that ran from 2015 to 2018. Never watched um, it. And it's, and it stars Gemma Chan. <laughs> and it's and it's about um a ai that eventually becomes sentient and they start out as people helping our uh, you know human human race then they become sentient and eventually somebody makes secretly a child ai and they're trying to keep that a secret from the rest of the world because of all the crazy implications behind it and so they're trying to do their best uh, to gather up this resistance against the humans who hate them while protecting this AI child. Oh, wait, that's also the description for AI. Yeah, that, for, that fits for, for, for this movie for, too. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I'm like, how the hell did Gemma Chan do two of them? She did it twice. It's so weird. It's so weird to me. You know, the only difference is in the last one, Gemma Chan got to play the AI. In this one, she played the human that made well, the she, AI. She plays an AI in this movie, too, for a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I I'll, I liked this movie. I don't think I, I loved it, but I did enjoy it. Um, I mean, just visually, this District 9-esque world is kind of up my alley. Um, story, story aside, I would love to see another movie set in this universe. I just think... Just, uh, I think that's the, I think that's the problem I have with the movie is it doesn't have anything new to say. Um, is it pretty? Yeah, it's pretty, but I don't need this movie to see that level of pretty. You know what I mean? Uh, and that that I think is where I like. I don't think they did enough good foundation of lore building to make me care to see another story in this universe specifically. I think they did. Really? Did they? Yeah, there's like a whole AI religion and temples and shit. Like it's you can these old robotics. There's, there's a show called Mrs. Davis on Peacock. It's quite awesome. It's about uh, everybody who worships an AI um, that's taken over the world. I'm saying like when I say there's nothing new that's in this sh movie, that's what I mean. Like I can I can cite you to Other another story. another story for every single bit of 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 uh lore that they put into this movie. So that that's my problem with it is it just feels very derivative of a lot of things. <clears throat> and it doesn't really have anything um meaningful to add to the the conversation. Like my big takeaway from that movie is I think they want you to know that when people look like kids you shouldn't try to kill them. Like yeah, that's that's a, that's a good rule in life. But yeah, kill, kill but kids. but do you need a movie to teach you that? I mean, like I guess some people do. I right? mean, I I I went into this knowing you didn't like it, so I was trying to go in with that lens of like, well, what what about this is like bad or, or terrible? And honestly, like I think it's fine. I think it's a fine movie. I I, I don't necessarily is, think everything think, has to have a underlying subtext on what it's trying to say, or it has to have a cohesive plot though. 
And there are some giant plot holes in that movie that make no freaking sense. I'll I'll counter with this. Had this movie been an anime, a video game, same story, same everything, shot for shot, frame for frame, I think people would love it. I don't think so. I think I think this movie read as I one time saw an anime. Let me see if I can make it. I think um, they did. Like I, I, I think I think he did. But they've seen anime with more thought out, like story and 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 details. That's what I'm saying. Like so, for example, like so, there's a part in the movie where they where uh, John David Washington's character, um, what's his name? I forget in the movie. What was the character's name or the main guy's name in the movie? Joshua, right? Yeah, Joshua. Sorry. When Joshua goes to that temple in, uh, was it Nepal? Mm-hmm. And and it's, you know, occupied by AI people and stuff. And uh, and he goes and finds out that his wife has been suspended in a coma for, you know, blah, blah years, like five years, something like five that. Mm-hmm. And the monks are like, Oh yeah, she's only like this because we have taken a vow to never harm a human life. And like it's a good thing you're here, you know. But like, here's the thing: all the people that brought Joshua there have no problem killing human lives. So these monks have no well no, people. no, they that's not that's not what they said. They they took a vow to not kill her specifically. She is their creator. The monks took a vow to do that. The monks. He did. says we all. I mean, he phrases that we all took about not to kill our creator, in that in that sense, yes. It's but really sure, dumb. sure, yeah, it's they, really dumb. If they if they knew that they were they were leaving her in a state of un of, of unconscious limbo, where she's nothing, you know, her brain's not working, and her and her, you know, like nothing, she can't function. There's no good reason for that. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense other than just have her there when he shows up. It's just it's just a really weird detail in that movie that doesn't like also like when they're sending the crazy bomb across the bridge. To, crazy like, bomb is freaking legit. Dude, they didn't need that bridge anymore. Why didn't they just blow up the bridge so they can't send those things after them? Because it looks cooler. I mean, if you go down that that route, like, but sure, that's what I'm saying there's sure, a lot of routes. Every... Like, how about when the U.S. military performs a stealth operation at the beginning of the movie? And by stealth, I mean they've got a bunch of glowing lights all over their bodies. Like, what what are you doing? Like, it's a, it just there's so many Both things. Are, I mean, they're they're you're taking a con your stealth against AI, right? Like, it's at the end they can the... detect you on a on a certain level. At the end of the movie, when the giant like uh, machine, what's I forget what the thing up in space is called? Nomad. Nomad. When nomads like, uh, you know, it when they know it's about to get blowed up. So what do they do? Oh, they fire nukes at all their AI targets that they always knew about. So if they always knew where all the AI targets were, what was the whole point of the beginning of trying to locate the that's the locations of all the AI targets? They clearly already knew where they all were. They so somewhere, not all of them. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just like. Well, they knew because they they kept they did take some data from from uh, uh, what is it, Alfie, right? Yeah, yeah. I I don't like I 
I I see the plot. I'm not going to say there's not the plot holes aren't there, but I think what there... about what about when the cop, the border patrol, had had a uh, Alfie there, and he's like, "Hey, take off your hat, bro. Can you not see the same thing we all see? There's a giant hard drive right there in her head. Like I that it was such I a mean, bad there's people angle. with like fucked up arms and not much so bad things. Now, there people in there with with um aug- augments to their body." Robotic augments to their body, so I'm just saying it looked cool. It all looked cool. It looks it all looks cool. I'm not saying it doesn't look cool. I'm just saying the soldiers should have been wearing night vision instead of a bunch of glowing lights. Um, there's just a lot of things that were sacrificed for the sake of looking cool, is what I'm saying. Like and and common sense, it, it was just kind of thrown out the window, and that's that's what kind of really, really weirded me out is like there was just common sense decisions that didn't didn't make didn't sit right with me. Like I love Allison Janney and I was really kind of just bummed out at her character. It was so one dimensional through the whole movie. Um, there was just a lot of weird things choice choice wise that kept me from wanting to love this. Like, don't get me wrong. I wanted to love the movie for like the first half hour. I really did. And then at some point down the line, I'm just like, why did John Davis Washington's hair change from that scene? And then in the next scene, it's back in the cornrows. Like by by the end of the no, I'm talking about when he came to see his wife. Oh yeah, he undid his cornrows. And then in the next scene, he's they're back. Are they? Yes. No. They're yes. Oh, you can find that. That's on the internet. People are freaking out wow. because they don't understand how that works. Yes. Um, I feel like they rearranged some scenes that they m- were meant <laughs> to be in the past, and then they did they redid an edit, you know? And they're like, nobody will care. Those cornrows ain't coming out that fast, man. I'm just saying. Anyways, it's it's okay. Like, like I get it. Like, it, you know, is it, it is it better or worse than Prometheus? It's I mean, on the same level for me on the same plane there's just some really bad science and logic like what like maya why does maya need her dna to make this thing her baby's dna and like also her project man i mean i don't know and also secretly like why if she's trying to be like on the down low and stuff why she got why is she using her face data out there in the world and letting people know what she looks like (laughs) it's just it, this thing I, is, I mean, I would buy a Gemma Chan robot. Do you buy a Gemma I mean, Chan robot? I mean, that's the whole premise of humans. I'm telling you, go watch <laughs> humans. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's really good. Like the whole the whole show, humans starts with such a better hook in that, like, the this family buys a Gemma Chan robot to like, you know, help out around the house. <laughs> and like it's like a car dealership, right? And so when the family walks away. The guy, the guy making the sale, he's like, he looks at the dad, the father of the household. And he's like, hey, just so you know, here's the extra manual. And it's like, it's oh, the, it's the, yeah, you know what it is. It's the super, the, the naughty bits. It's the naughty bits manual, right? And he gives it to him. And then as he's leaving, the wife's like, hey, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. Just, you know. So for the first few episodes, the dad keeps this secret manual to himself. And he's having problems with at home with his wife. And then eventually it happens. The wife and kids go out for the evening. 
and he turns on the whole thing and and he has he has a lot of fun with the Jamma Chan robot. And and then it's only shortly after that that everybody in the family realizes that this robot is sentient. <laughs> and the shenanigans go from there. But it actually builds. So it starts at this weird, like very tight, you know, family drama. But mm -hmm. then it ex expands, expands into a universe that's very similar to what we saw in in the creator. It, it it from where it starts to where it grows is a really fun journey. And for me, I felt like we were kind of robbed of the journey on the creator because like we just we just got told everything like right up front. You know what I mean? And to me, that's I don't know. That's yeah, never Gemma fun. Chan plays like this Eternal. She's a robot. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, did you watch Don't Don't Worry, Darling? Yep. I mean, she's not a robot in that, but kind of brain brainwashed, kind of yeah, like AI yeah. simul. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing, right? It's a thing she, she likes. She, to do. she picks her. You you pick the lane. <laughs> lane, yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, I, well, let's let me just. I, I I like. I know. I always like to rank things. Monsters, Godzilla, this, and Rogue One. Where where are you putting it? For Gareth Edwards, I would put this. Rogue just One's number a, one. Just, just above Godzilla. Godzilla 3? No, God, Godzilla's 3. Okay. Sorry, no, Godzilla's 4. Godzilla's 4. Yeah, that's what I meant. There's only okay. four movies, okay. right? Okay. I, I would put this at 3. Do, uh, do I hate this movie? You know, I hate it slightly less than than than, than Prometheus. Uh, I, I mean, I... It's I, something I that I could definitely, like, I can see myself watching it. And like if I my dad's it, here, I can see my dad like, oh, that's that running bomb robot's pretty cool. Those are and real, think, by the way. Those are real. Are those those are real? Oh, yes. Okay. Pretty scary. Yes. Those are not. That's not fiction. Those are real. Um, by the way, Gareth Edwards actually did try to film a lot of this in uh, practical. He didn't use a lot of green screen for this. Movie. No. Yeah. I went. I went to the the panel. He talked about this at Comic Con, and yeah, he, apparently they gave him weeks. To just go around the world with his cast and like maybe like ten people total, including the cast, to go film ad hoc at locations across the globe. That's cool. Um, That's cool. And a lot of that movie was done like on a camera you could buy at Best Buy. And I don't know if this movie's it's movie's not making a lot of money, but it also did not cost a lot of money to make. And yeah. for better or for worse, it is kind of this interesting project that shows how far your dollar can go and for sure movie and, making industry. And it's, and it's really beautiful. It is a visually spectacular movie to see. Um, and, and that's how I felt about Prometheus also, you know what I mean? So like, do I hate Prometheus as much as I hate, you know, like, uh, um, movies that are just like way worse in either the plot or the special effects. It's hard to say. Like the reason I think I hate Prometheus so much is because I know how expensive it was, and it makes me angry when movies are super expensive and and are stupid. <laughs> now, now the more the, I Ridley learned, Scott did Prometheus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the more I learned about uh, about how guerrilla style Gareth Edwards did this movie, the the harder it was for me to hate it. Like I hate Prometheus. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it's. I can respect the craft that went into 
the what was on screen. I think for for me that has more weight in my my life yeah. of the movie. And that's fair enough. Like when I was younger, that's what mattered more to me. Uh, but as I got older, it's it's the it's the plot points that keep me interested because eventually all the pretty things are going to look the same. <laughs> eventually it just becomes a sea of of pretty. And so you have to start picking out the pretty, you know, like the, the details of, of mm -hmm. it. And, and so that's just where I am. Like that's, you know, you'll get there and one day I'll be like, see, you see, because sometimes, sometimes it, 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 you need more than the Fast and Furious. You do. Sometimes yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Now that said, do you want to switch over to Loki? I want to switch over to Loki. Okay, I just do want to say about my review about uh, about the creator. For anybody who's interested in watching the creator, go watch Humans on uh, on AMC. <laughs> it was on Sci-Fi. Sci it's it's great. <laughs> Gemma Chan. It's early in her career. Fantastic. She's actually really great in that show. Um, not not just like easy on the eye. She's quite an amazing actress in that show. Um, so that's that's when I fell in love with Gemma Chan. But anyways, back to Loki. Loki episode two was called Breaking Brad. Maniac. Um, uh, this episode was basically, it kind of like jumped a little bit in time from the last episode. And uh, yeah. the TVA were uh, hunting down um, Agent B5, who we just met last episode for the first time. He was kind of a dick. He was, he was, he, he was shown in one scene, like doing this really weird, intimate head touch with with uh, Commander Docs, yeah. you know, and you're like, what's that about? Yeah, and weird. so and so it turns out like when uh, Agent B5 was sent out to go find Sylvie um, after getting the devastating news that every timeline is real, like all these people exist, their real lives and stuff. And and all the TV agents were ripped from their a, a timeline they're just you know variants and stuff um he decided to go rogue he went awol and uh set up shop as a famous hollywood actor in the 1980s uh who was on tour promoting his movie zaniac and uh that's where we meet up with him it's kind of a weird jump from where we were at the last episode but uh yeah then um mobius and loki have to do shenanigans, track this guy down, and then they they capture him, and he's basically arrested and detained at the TVA for being an uh, an AWOL agent. Um, and you know, and then there's some fun interrogation practices that happen, and eventually they go and find out. Uh, you know, Sylvie has a new life in McDonald's, uh, and meanwhile, Ouroboros uh, discovers that unless they can find the original creator uh, or possibly Miss Minutes to do the override, um, everyone at the TVA will eventually die because all the branching timelines are time overloaded. Loom, time loom is going to explode. Yeah, the, time, the temporal loom is going to explode. Um, so they just want to remind you that eventually we got to get a Kang or Miss Minutes. I think Miss Minutes is going to come before a Kang. She's definitely cheaper. Yeah, she is. She is. Um, probably so less problematic, though. Probably her, her yes. tweets today were never pretty problematic. Tara Strong is is pretty great. Yeah, 
Um, so, you know, there was a lot of things in between, but that was the general like summary of the whole episode, right? Was and and so I think what's funny is like I summed up that episode in like two minutes, but I guess what really is the meat and potatoes of the episode is really just watching these actors act, right? Like, I don't think I really care about the plot of this episode at all. I really was lost with the plot of this episode. Yeah, right? Minute, it was yeah. clear. It was clearer when I explained it just now, right? Yeah. Like, um, because, like, the Docs is just out there destroying billions and billions of, of, of people. By, she's erasing all timelines to possibly help with the temporal loom. And also, just because they were trained, that's their job, right? is all variant timelines must be destroyed unless they're, you know, unless they follow the sacred timeline. And so, uh, you know, they mentioned that this, that, you know, B, Agent B-15 or Hunter B-15 is the one that explains and pleads and gets them to stop killing, uh, pruning timelines because it's billions and billions of people. And so you're like, oh, cool. That's good. I really like that. Like, right. We were here a week ago and I was saying, I really like how cooler heads prevailed in that moment and and the judge, ju <laughs> judge well well judge gamble did decree that they need to stop pruning but it was yeah. docs it was docs that went you know and got and got everybody and so yeah we next thing you know this episode climaxes with uh loki and mobius finding sylvie and then finding out that docs is somewhere pruning all timelines at once and so they go and they have a little silly special effects battle and destroy all the you know the bad guys that are pruning billions and billions and the problem i was having is it's like are these really the stakes are you guys like saving you're trying to save billions and billions of people because like i don't care and i feel like concerned that i don't care and i'm like is that just because like are you guys are you guys out of ideas for raising stakes after Infinity War? Because like it's, it, you know what I mean. I mean they they say genocide, right? Like am I? Don't they say it? I don't remember if they said genocide last week, but but it it, it is they, it's it's killing entire entire yeah, timeline. Yeah, I you know I a hundred percent agree with you. I don't know if I I care. And then I was like, well, maybe that'd be kind of cool if like, all right, like maybe a superhero from this world comes in to try to fix it right they're they're trying to you know yeah and then it's like well that if if i prune a timeline do you do you know i pruned pruned you like you know what i mean like if you just stop existing yeah do you know yeah. you ever existed i know like it's... it it made it, it was hard it was hard to reconcile the stakes that they're telling you are happening versus the the mundane things you're seeing on screen mm -hmm. you know what i mean you're just watching a bunch of people in the office be really quiet <laughs> and i'm like i don't know man so i i feel like this is kind of marvel's problem that they're having right now is like they're trying so hard to have stakes all the time and i'm like bro i'm fine with just watching mobius and and loki eat a slice of key lime pie like I love watching these actors act. You know what I mean? Like that, like I, I think this episode was an excellent, uh, like, like, uh, favor to the guy who plays Brad.
because it felt like, you know, they met this guy, this actor at a bar. They thought, hey, you're really cool, bro. Can we give you help with your demo reel? We're going to give you one episode where you just get to act against Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. And by the end of the episode, you won't matter anymore to the story and you'll be gone. <laughs> and that's really what happened, right? Like, that's well, like, yeah, well, I'll say this. Like, it's weird that I really like the the first two thirds of the episode because it it puts Loki back on the pedestal. He's he's, yeah. the, he's the god of mischief. It reminds he, you of a very he, important thing, right? Which is he that can do cool he, shit, and he's a villain. He can do cool shit when he's not at the TVA headquarters. Yeah, remember, there's something preventing him from doing cool shit there. Yeah, power powers don't work in the TVA. Yeah, but so if he gets see, to go anywhere else. He is a god, you know. To see him yeah. play with his food with Brad at the beginning, Zaniac, and yeah. then to, to see—I mean, he's still a smart guy. To see him use his brain and the interrogations, cool. Yeah. Like at the end, like when they're they're stopping the the time bombs, I want to <laughs> see two Lokis mop the floor. Like, like I don't want a Loki to to wound somebody. You know, turn yeah. them into smoke. Like, end it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you it's, can. Like, don't play with your food. It. Yeah, the stakes were just weird. Like, like, and it, it just made it hard for me to to care about what he and sylvie were doing it's just like okay you're gonna beat these random people and and i am happy they do touch on like their relationship and it's like it's weird it's weird and it's like it's weird in a way where but that's what i'm saying it's uncommon that, like it's it's un it, or i honestly unnatural that's on that, that has bad connotation but it really is like loving yourself to the nth degree that scene where mobius and and brad are sharing mcdonald's milkshakes and watching Loki and Sylvie outside, and he's explaining all of what you just said to him, that scene is so much better than the scene at the end of the movie where they're fighting a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every scene in this episode where it's just people talking was, like, the best thing ever. And, like, the framing of every shot, like, the composition of everything in the TVA the is the... so gorgeous. Everything is so room. gorgeous. Stop feeling that you need to give us action all the time. That's what I'm saying. I I could have been totally fine with this episode without having any of the action. Like it's well, like maybe, that could I, almost I, be I, a plot point where it's like, well, shit, we can't. We got to fight Loki in here because he's gonna. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, make, make it interesting in that regard. But don't like if you're gonna put him out there. Let me yeah, like the whole yeah. the whole fighting, you know, bad guys. Yeah. Unless it's a strong dude, like it's it's not a, no match, no contest. Here, here's the thing: we all know that the whole reason this show really exists is to remind us that Kang is coming. Like yeah. we know, we know, we know that that's where this ends, right? Like this is it's Kang is coming again at the end of this one, and you guys are just gonna keep jerking us around with this for like a couple years. Kang is coming, Kang is coming, and it's it's a little too in your face, guys. It's oh, a little wait, Kang Dynasty is next year, isn't it, or is the 2025? I think it's 2025. But my point is, if we know that's where it comes, just make the middle parts different and make it entertaining. And this honestly is why I still think She-Hulk is the best show, because it didn't try to end with She-Hulk saving the world. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't about that. Like, I felt, I feel weird every time Spider-Man has to save the world. It's like, why, why he got to do that? Why that's can't Iron Man do this? Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't it doesn't need to be that the case all the time. So 
Um, it just, I, I really just want a show where Mobius and Loki are riding a jet ski. Just give me that, bro. Well, I, 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 from where I see it going, I think if there's infinite kings, right, that implies that there's good kings out there, right? Well, I, think, I think that's what the, the the search is going to be: is finding the ones that want to help. Um, I don't think it, it. I don't think that has to mean that because, like, for example, if you look at it from the Rick and Morty point of view. Um, a lot of lame Ricks get murdered intentionally. They called them. They get rid of them. So, like, just because they did exist doesn't mean they do exist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hard to say. I, I don't know that I care, though. I don't care because, like, it's still going to be icky when Jonathan Major shows up, right? It's a little icky. Well, does it stop becoming icky if he's not, if he's acquitted? Ask Johnny Depp, bro. A lot of people like John. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He uh, came out and his stock went up after after that article or after that trial. Did it though? Like, what movies is he in? Mm, yeah, that's true. If See, they bring him back for the inevitable Pirates Seven, his stock is fine. I'll say that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have anything else I really wanted to talk about. about I'm not, Loki. I'm not bummed about Loki. Like I'm not, neither I'm, am I. The highs are not <laughs> whatever drug <laughs> relation. It's the, you know, it, it doesn't hit the same the second time it's, around. It's, it's mellow. It's a little bit more. Mellow. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. like, I like the, I like the, the, yeah, to your point, the, the bits, the character moments are great in the show. Um, just like I'll stand by the character moments in Secret Invasion are great. But the the connecting bits are it's kind of what's getting I don't want to say they're cracks. And I don't want to say they're flaws, but they're yeah. just not they're not hitting the same as they did last season. I am so ready for what if and X-Men 97. You don't even understand how ready I, I am. I don't know if I'm season. ready for what if, but I, really? I, I'm down to get into what Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about what if. It's just going to be in isolated stories every episode, so you can just enjoy the story. But they're and not, though. They're going to connect in some way, right? And they'll, they can connect, but they don't have to connect. They're going to connect. They don't have to connect all they're the time. They're going to connect. They don't, but I'm just excited uh, for for having stories that aren't necessarily in this longest of long form all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's like I don't well, mind. I don't mind X Men '97 because like they are long form in a way, but each episode is its own adventure. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I'm just I'm a little I'm a little jaded right now. Like I I want I want a little bit more from my Loki. I want to be excited about Loki. Is I think oh, the problem. What shows did we have this year? Was it just Secret Invasion? We had Secret Invasion, and we had uh, Hawkeye. Technically, ended right before the, the new year, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hawkeye ended before the new year. I feel like we're forgetting one. Wait, Hawkeye was last year, right? Yeah, last christmas two christmases ago wait it was two ago huh you're right yeah you're right my bad uh what other shows were this year she she hulk was this year oh no it wasn't 
Was it not? No. Oh, you're no, right. Last, yeah, it was last year. Wow. Yeah. I I can't remember. On the, on that note, um, it's just D plus and all. Are you? They raised their price like by a lot. <laughs> it went up from like eight bucks, like fifteen a month. Yeah, I think I I got locked into like a a plan a while a year. ago. So yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna after after this and maybe end of the year. It might be an off and on situation. That feels kind of weird. Yeah, hard to say, but. We're we're what's give me a one through ten on Loki season two as a whole. You a six, a seven. It's better than Secret Invasion. Everything's better than Secret yeah. Invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I this is somewhere in like the six range for me, All six right. or so seven. It's like, like, a, it's like, like about I, Mike's I, pizza for you. I would get, what? What are you talking about? That's not I'm a sorry. six. That's, That's that pizza's that pizza's amazing. Okay, so. That pizza is like a nine at least, bro. It's like at a mazithera at Cheesecake or at a Spaghetti Factory. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Like, it's still good, but I don't need it. I don't need it in my life, you know, all the time. You shouldn't have any of that all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. I don't know. Unless you want to talk about other things besides that. If you want to talk about, like... uh my my october contributions or or whatever. oh yeah let's touch on that real quick you, oh, i thought you had them like up and ready to show <laughs> oh do i have i don't have that <laughs> well, let me give me show. vamp for a second and i'll pull them up uh, okay yeah so i i uh i have we mentioned many times on the show before i do a uh, toy photography on occasion or i've made toy videos and stuff but i've been in a lull for a while uh, i've been busy with a lot of other things but i decided to take uh, the ACBA community, which is uh, stands for Articulated Comic Book Art, they put out a annual challenge in October called October, where they it's very much like Inktober if you're if anybody's familiar with that. Uh, they put out a bunch of prompts in advance uh, before the month starts, and uh, one for every 31 days of October, and the goal is to create a piece of art based on each of those prompts for. 31 days if you can, or just as few as you can, whatever, whatever. So this one is the one you're showing right now is I call this one rooftop rumble and it is for today. Uh, this is um, the 13th day of uh, October. Uh, the prompt was pixel power. So I did a, a picture inspired by Spider-Man, the video game that we were talking about earlier today. Some good webs. Thanks. Some good toe articulation. It's got that toe articulation. I didn't actually articulate the toe in that shot, but yeah. The front one's kind of articulated a little bit. Do you have any questions on this one? Or you just are you are you using uh, flight stands on these guys? I am. I actually uh I creatively uh removed them digitally. I just purchased flight sands for my desk. Nice. So nice. I will have jumping Spider-Man's uh, coming soon. Nice. Let's check awesome. out check out one more. Check out one more. This uh, Iron Man's looking pretty slick. Is what are these? So the little props you have. It's so basically a Tony Stark workbench with the helmet, and you see a Tony Stark forearm in the background, right? But I'm kind of fascinated with these little props you got. 
he's holding a hammer in the background too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I got a lot of props and I wanted to do a shot that this was for origins was the theme. And I wanted to do a shot that was different than your normal toy photo. Um, I wanted to actually like focus on accessories instead, like focus on a really nice deep shot of them. Um, also because I couldn't fit the Tony Stark head on the Mark one body <laughs> after we talked about it. And I thought I could, uh, but I actually was trying to recreate this shot from the Iron Man movie uh, where he, this is the first piece of armor he makes um, after he realizes that they're not going to get out of their life unless they start making um, weapons for the, the uh, 10 rings mm -hmm. uh, by they, I mean, uh, Tony Stark and Jensen. And so he makes, he, he goes, does the hammer thing, makes this helmet and he plops it down on the table in front of Jensen. And uh, I noticed in the tape that the table in the movie is filled with far less things. It's just got a lot of wires on the table, mm -hmm. but I really, I really wanted to make it look like an actual workspace. Um, so there is a prop that is a full, um, it's like a, you can buy it at like Michael's. It's like a, a, a work, a tool, a toolbox, like a dull toolbox. Yeah. That comes with a bunch of metal tools. Oh, it looks really cool. And so I plopped those all over the table. <laughs> uh, this table is actually a custom table that I, uh, I was given. It is meant to be a, a Ironman workbench. So like that Avion bottle is actually glued on there. There's I was going to ask about that. It's like, man, 10 rings is providing uh, I know, right? bottled purified water. <laughs> uh, there's also like uh, some Iron Man, like uh, prototype stuff under that book. So and like a, a sprinkled donut. So this is supposed to be his workbench at like home, you know, but mm -hmm. like I covered the donut. You dressed it up. Yeah, I covered the donut with a book. I, you know, I dressed it all up and um, I I think I'm really happy with this one. Like I know at the beginning of the week, you were like obsessed with the Irma Gerd picture. And I was like, just wait, wait, wait till you see more of the week. And so do you think I outdid the Irma Gerds? Yes. Good lighting. Good uh, depth of field. Appropriate depth of field. Uh, one thing I do want to ask though. So I noticed on the Tony Stark arm, you have some flashing around the hand. So for flashing is kind of the little excess plastic that, is remaining after the piece piece comes out of the mold. Oh, is there? Yeah. Is uh, that something like, let's say you're in super toy photo contest of the year. Do people trim that off or do they not? Like what's the consensus? Cause it, I can see the argument for not wanting to touch because it is a toy. Right. Yeah. But I can also see if you want to keep it like perfect. I mean, there's only so far down the rabbit hole you can go. Right. Like if you think about it, like, this picture would be perfect if you didn't see the joints in his wrist or the joints in his arms too. You know what I mean? Like, like, but then at that point you're just putting a real person there. So like, I yeah. don't know. I kind of like the toyness of it, you know, like that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of the whole point of it. Um, but yeah, I didn't even notice that honestly, like that's not even his hand just so you know, it's just a random hand I had laying around. I just, it was <laughs> a hand. It looks a little white. It was a hand. Well, it was meant to color match. Um, it's actually from a different Wolverine toy. Uh, I used an, a Logan toy for today's picture. Uh, I don't <gasps> the. Sorry, and, I thought it starts pretty veiny. And I use well, and I used one for yesterday's picture too. Like that's they're both Wolverine. So like is the, this the, the cowboy hat Wolverine. This is tank top Wolverine. Um, 
If, uh, but I did just for just for legitimacy, I did put Tony Stark's head on it. You just can't see it in the picture. Uh, but if you look at the behind the scenes, it is it is Tony Stark's head on there. Um, it's hard to see from far away. But uh, yeah, so they're, I think they're both Logan hands. But um, I took that hand off old man Logan and, and mm -hmm. put it on him. I used the old man Logan body for one of the, the guys that Spider-Man was beating um, in the in today's picture. So but anyways, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you appreciate the, the pictures that I've been doing lately. Um, I know you're really excited about them. I'm having a blast. If you guys want to check them out, they're on uh, Denix Media on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to do one every day of the week. I did miss last Sunday because I just got swamped, but I'm planning to make it up so that there will be 31 posts by the end of the month. Uh, even if, you know, I didn't do one specifically on that day, I will make it up. Go check um, them out. Give them a like. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us at uh, Denix Media. Everywhere else, YouTube, Patreon, kick us a few bucks. Maybe get some extra stuff and some extra photos that way. Um, either way, keep in touch with us. <laughs> what do we? What do we got coming on next week? Loki oh, episode, Loki uh, season two, episode three. Uh, I think you should also go watch some Gen V, dude. I think right. you should. I I, I got ahead of me. I want to watch. I got yeah. I got four episodes in and. Um, I don't love it. It's kind of like CW version of the boys, but there are characters that I do like a lot. So it's I, like and, boys 3.5 from what I'm gathering. Yes. You're getting like fill filler stuff. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, Boba, like Boba Fett. Kind of like Boba Fett was to Mando, right? <laughs> like it's, it's like that. So I think that's actually a really good comparison. You get some things that are neat, but you do also get like colorful the uh, you know vespas <laughs> okay colorful vespas I'm not sold really. not really you don't but like on on par with that you know okay but go check it out go check it out and then we can talk about gen v and loki next week mm -hmm. all right well with yeah. that true believers uh been a great show yeah enough said enough said